Welcome to the Up Your Wine Game podcast. I'm your host, Todd Alexander, and I invite you to take a little stroll with me down the long and winding road of wine. Whether you've just started dipping your toes into wine or a longtime wine aficionado, let's dig in, taste some wine, and see what's what so that you can take your wine game to the next level. Let's go. Hello, and thanks for joining me today. Today, we're going to talk about cellaring or aging wine or putting together a wine collection. And those three things, aging, cellaring, and collecting, are three very different things. But there are a couple of things you need to do if you're considering putting together a cellar. A couple of things that you're going to want to do before you go and investing a lot of money into wines that you may or may not like. So let's cut to the quick here. First thing you need to do is spend some money and some time to find out what wines really move you. I can't tell you how many cellars I've been into where they've been hideously impressive. There have been big name labels, blah, blah, big first growth, second growth Bordeaux, big Napa names and the whole bit. And that's been, you know, basically 99% of the cellar. And you're talking about two grapes, Cabernet Sauvignon and Merlot, maybe a little Cobb Franc. But when you go Big Bordeaux and you go Big Napa, uh, Reg, you're basically talking about, you know, a cellar full of, um, you know, two grapes, which those happen to be two grapes that don't really tickle my biscuit. But at the same time, I can't imagine having a cellar full of one grape or two grapes because I don't eat the same thing every day, nor do I want to drink the same thing every day. That said, it's your cellar. But I would encourage people to spend time finding out what you like. Spend the money going to, you know, tastings where there are older wines. If you want to do a cellar and you plan to lay wines down, you know, how long do you want to lay wines down? Five years, 10 years, 20 years? Like, I know at my age, uh, I want to drink stuff sooner rather than later. Let me put it that way. Um, so you really have to give some thought as to what works for you. I am a huge fan of Barolo. It's my number one jam. It's what I collect. It's what I'll spend money on. Um, that said, I know uh, drinking Barolo early is not fun. I do like to drink my Napa cabs sooner rather than later. I like them uh, younger than, say, Bordeaux. Bordeaux, I'm basically priced out of that. I don't like young Bordeaux. To me, it's not attractive. It's not, you know, it's not tasty. That said, aged Bordeaux, 15, 20, 25 years, that stuff is amazing. Um, And that you need to put down in the cellar because to me, young Bordeaux is just not fun to drink. Um, So that's an example of, you know, same grape, Cabernet Sauvignon from Napa. Yep, give me to me young. Um, From Bordeaux, no, I need it to lay down. So, you know, there, whatever big cities, whatever, there's usually wine clubs or stores that offer tastings. Get an opportunity to try some wines that actually have some age on them. Um, You might find that as a wine ages, um, you you don't like it. So in, in time, a lot of wines gain complexity. That is that is what makes a wine, you know, makes a wine so special is that it, you know, the complexity of the wine changes as it gets older. That said, it, you know, wines don't last forever. 
and a lot of wines get to the point where they just are fading and they're dying off. It's kind of like, yeah, um, a wine can last 30 years, but is it really better at age 30 than it was at age, say, 20 or 10, right? So it's like quality of life of the wine. You have to keep that uh, into consideration. So if I take a look at what I collect and what I sell,er um, it will be um, a couple of couple of white wines, primarily Riesling. Uh, you know, higher end Riesling, higher end Gruner Veltliner. I will lay down because those wines are exciting to me. Other than that, I don't put white wine in the cellar because it's something I'm going to drink. Um, you know, soon. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lay that stuff down. Most of the white wines that I will drink on a regular basis, Sauvignon Blanc, Vino Verde, uh, Champagne, non, non-vintage Champagne, um, all that is stuff that, you know, I want uh, to consume early. And it's also basically the stores or the wineries have done all the aging that it needs to do for me to enjoy it. Um, but when it comes to reds, uh, Brunello di Montalcino needs time. I like mine five to 10 years. A lot of people like it, you know, to be older than that. But again, you got to find your sweet spot. So take the time to find the age of the wines and where your mouth is like, I, you get the most enjoyment out of it. Because, you know, too many times I've had wines that are like, oh, this is a 19 blah, 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 and the wine's old. And it's like, yeah, you know what? It's old, but it's fading. It's dying. Like I'm not really digging on the almost dead flavors that are going on here and that's cool that it's old and it's cool experience to taste those flavors but not really turning me on uh, with the you know one foot in the grave scenario on those wines so again take the time uh, to buy either buy some older wines go to some tastings where they're offering some older wines so that you can see what your wines that you want to buy now will taste like down the road Also, I would encourage you to just taste a lot of wine so you can find the grapes that really do it for you. I know in most cities, a lot of the big tastings are Bordeaux tastings, Napa Cab tastings. Okay, great. But let's just pretend that you might like something outside of that. So taste as many different grapes as possible. Taste Cab, taste Merlot on its own. Taste left bank and right bank Bordeaux. Taste wines from the Rhone Valley, Chateauneuf de Pop Cornas. Those wines are stunningly beautiful wines. They are blends, um, but just see if you like them. Um, try Malbec uh, from high altitude stuff from from Argentina. Try, you know, uh, Barossa Shiraz. You know, try Ribera del Duero and, and taste those against Rioja, right? From Spain and and taste some of the Douro wines um, from Portugal, not ports, but the still wines that come from there. There's so many banging wines out there. Taste Pinot Noir from Burgundy. Taste Pinot Noir from California, Oregon. Taste Syrah from Washington State. I would just encourage you to really taste as many different grapes from as many different areas, regions as you can, and that is how you start to form a palate of things that immediately turn you on and things where you're kind of like, eh, I'm over it. I'm kind of bored with it. So try a bunch of different stuff. Um, And then aging versus cellaring. You know, if you're going to have an area in your house, whatever, to lay wines down, that's great. You just keep in mind, 95% of the wines that you go to the grocery store or your wine store to buy, they're ready to drink now. So 
Everything you buy probably is not meant to age more than two to three years, probably most of it before that. If it's a big wine that needs time, you know, buying, you know, I usually buy bottles in groups of four. That way I taste it now and then I taste one of the four bottles now. Then I get an idea based on that of when I, how long I'd like to lay it down. Um, and then I'll, you know, if I'm guessing it needs another three to five years, then maybe three years from now I'll taste another bottle. Um, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's in the sweet spot and I'll, I'll drink the rest of it. Or I'll say, oh, you know what, it needs a little bit more time. So I'll lay the other two down. Or in a rare occasion where it's like, oh my God, this thing is fading fast. And I, you know, have some friends over that aren't into wine and boom, you know, we get to the bottom of that very quickly. But it's kind of important to to look at your your cellar, if you will, and then don't buy a bunch of wines that are going to mature uh, at the same time. Otherwise, you're going to have, you know, hell, I don't know, whatever your, the size of your cellar is, everything's ready to drink at the same time, and then you're going to be throwing a lot of dinner parties or just sitting around with, you know, take out pizza with, you know, an $85 bottle of Chateau Neuf du Pop, which might not be the best food and wine pairing combination. That said, Great Chateau Neuf de Pop goes with anything. It is the occasion. So, um, so again, aging versus cellaring. Cellaring is just a, a good good place to uh, to house the wines. You know, no, not a lot of light. Uh, you want a little humidity. You want to keep it cool. Not a lot of movement. Um, but aging, you really have to take a look at the wines that you're buying. You know, everything is not meant to go into a cellar. So, really, you know, take notes on what you want to age. And the important thing is really finding um, the sweet spot, your personal sweet spot for uh, for aging your wines. Because again, a lot of people are like, oh, I got this old Bordeaux. I love old Bordeaux. But, you know, if you, if you tend to like, um, you know, early cabs, you know, that's where I go to, to Napa. But a lot of people are like, oh, I like, you know, older Napa cabs, which clearly are not my jam. But again, it's your cellar. It's your money. Find, take the time to find out what wines you like and finding the sweet spot. That's the fun part is kind of finding the sweet spot for those wines and how they work for you. Anyway, uh, try to make these all like 10 minutes or less. So again, if you have any questions, hit me up at Todd at upyourwinegame.com. And until next time, take care, drink well. Thank you for joining me on the Up Your Wine Game podcast. Don't forget to sign up for your free cheat sheet at upyourwinegame.com. And do me a favor and leave a comment on iTunes. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, reach out at Todd at upyourwinegame.com. In the meantime, take care, drink well, and be safe.